What's going on, CCC? Bringing you another banger of an episode. Banger. If you haven't heard Kanye's new album, get on it. Get on it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You haven't listened to it yet, Kay, have No, you? I haven't listened to it. Interesting. I'm yeah. keen to hear what people think uh, about it's, it. You know, my view of Kanye was uh, formed back in high school. Yeah. You know, pretty college dropout. Stronger. She What's that take song? My money. That's, not, that's not Kanye, is it? Is yeah, it that's Kanye? Gold Digger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Really excited to hear what he's got. Not a sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not a sponsored yeah, just, post. All right. So today's topic. Dude, we have an interesting topic because we were both at uh, uh, an event last night. We were at an event last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I was keen to, keen to chat to you about it. Me too. We purposefully didn't chat with each other. On a night. During the event so that we can reflect on it yeah. afterwards and, and sort of connect with as many people as possibly we can so that, so that oh, we that can. That was good, hey? It was really Ooh. good. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I remember, uh, Kay, you came up to me and like, came sat down. I was like, nah, Kay, go, go away. Go, go away. Go sit. Go sit. I wasn't even on your table. Yeah. yeah. I reckon it would have been over 200 people there. You reckon? 20 tables, 10 Ish people. on a table. The what what was the event for our listeners? Tell us the event. What was so, it? The event was a partnership dinner for a Bible college in our state. That's pretty much all the information we had going in. You had no idea what, what was actually up. Well, I've actually been to the that, that same event that. before. So uh, it's, it's an annual <laughs> thing, isn't it? Annual? Yeah. Do you know if something funny? I've been to it probably three times. Yeah. And I forget what they're for. So my housemates were like, yeah, well, what's the point of the dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then right. when, when we had the dinner and then they did the tick if you want to support and stuff, I was like, ah. <laughs> Well, as if that's what you guys are so nice. You guys are so nice. As if that didn't dawn well, on you I the think, first thing. Well, to be honest, man, I think like the previous years, I was just like, man, this food's good, and I'm chatting with people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uni student, right? So yeah. when it came to like suck that you financial in. stuff, I was like, went yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't your your deal. So basically, the dinner was free, wasn't it? Yeah, it was free. The whole whole. So it's a pretty was- pretty upscale event. You know, people have different reflections on that. But it was three course meal, yeah, drinks. Like wine, beers, soft yeah. drink sauce. On, on, yeah, on the on the tap. Smart casual dress. And it's basically run so that the the Bible college, right, the the seminary or whatever you want to call it, can have money to yeah to 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 run their college, continue Not run just their college. Money, but like yeah, yeah prayer, prayerful support. Yeah. People who like know the name raise Red, awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Red there awareness. is there is a very intentional focus on money. Of course. Yeah, which is important. Yep. Let us, you know, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. You? Me, what yeah. I thought. I probably went into it quite skeptical. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, you know, here we go. This is just going to be them kind of sh- like, what's the word that when people butter up like an organization stuff? To, to, get the, to, get, to get more money or something. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the word for that? Wine and dine. Yeah, cool. Let's just say that. Yeah. Wine and dining. And being like, oh, like this is why, you know, Bible college here is so good and this is what they're doing really well. And these are like our A plus students. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of that kind of superficial crap. Well, it did have that though. It did. Yeah. It was probably wasn't as like, hey, this is why this Bible college is so amazing. Yeah. It was a little bit, but it was more like, hey, this is what we've done. You know, this is why it's important. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I thought the talks, to be honest, like the talk by the main guy. Yeah. He's... 
So the guy who did the main talk is an acting principal taking over for six months. So he's yeah. not the actual principal. That's right. So I don't think he would be as... You know the actual principal? Yeah. I do as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'd be as versed on like what, what's going on and stuff. So I thought that was just pretty basic. It was I, like, I thought he did really well though. But he was just saying like, oh, Christianity's dying out in Australia. This is why it's important. Like, yeah, come on. Okay. I, I don't expect him to really give a vision. Mm. I reckon the actual guy probably I would have been like, yo, what's the vision? Where are you guys going? Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. They talked a little bit about it where yeah. they want to upgrade the, the college and stuff. Yeah, and facilities. I and think that's good. Yeah. You've you've seen the facilities there. It's like yeah. it's like a nineteen twenties asylum. Yeah. No offense to the Bible college. Yeah. It's just it needs an upgrade. Yeah. Pretty badly. But I actually like that. I think the whole idea of like let's Let's expand, even yeah. if we don't have the finances for it, that will come. Mm. Because we want to expand so we've got the resources, people. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, so actually I I walked out of that encouraged by the Bible mm. College. Yeah. And actually like with a better light on, on it, to be honest. That's great. The thing I loved about it though, which probably hasn't kind of got much to do with the Bible College, was being able to see like... So many friends. So many friends, man. It's been, been a while. And for those who are... You know, in, in lockdown still, we, we feel for you deeply. Mm. It was just really refreshing. Yeah. And even people like, I, I didn't even know them. I met a whole bunch of new people on a night. Did you? It's just so cool. I love doing stuff like this. I think every Christian, I would encourage you to at least once a year, go to a conference, a dinner, a training day, just any opportunity you have to go to a place that's surrounded by heaps of brothers and sisters in the faith because it just encourages you so much like for me it it really encourages me going to those events and i think plays a huge part in my continuation of holding firm to the faith yeah oh, similar token yeah very well encouraged by that there are a few things that i want to share about the event myself and that are that are yeah. reflected quite strongly I've, I've been to this event once a year i actually visit the college once every six months five to six months okay yeah yeah because I've always had some friend that is going to a Bible college. And I think that's a great thing. If you're a Christian and if you have a friend that goes to Bible college, great. When you do catch up with them, try to catch up with them at the college. They'll probably be at the college anyway, have lunch with them, uh, have a coffee with them there. Yeah. And, you know, while you're there, go say hello, go talk to some of the staff as well. Those staff will probably go to your church or some other church in mm. one way or another. So I've, I've made a very conscious decision to actually plug into that. My, my goal when I heard about the Bible college is that, oh, I'm in business. So... You know, money, money is part of my life and I look for opportunities to actually give to God's ministry. Mm. I can't be a, a, a lecturer. Maybe God, maybe, I don't know. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. But, you know, let's let's make that another discussion. But for what God has yeah. gifted me in my life, I feel as though there is some level of bankrolling that's going to come from my from me to participate in that in that ministry yeah. so same thing and and you know what yes you have to steward the money but you got to also be wise about how you give the money as well right, so right. being able to keep the finger on the pulse on mm. on god's work in growing leaders of the church in our city is a is a privilege and to be able to mm. go and witness that and to be, to have a welcoming enough atmosphere for me to go in even as a young person is a really good thing because money was a big sticking point for this college mm. Dare I say, for many more colleges around the world as well. Oh yeah, and I, I want to talk about this um, this particular staff member that's there. He's a pastor, uh-huh. yeah, but he originally had a a corporate background. So say so he, he had originally a corporate background. Yeah. So like he was in a secular world, right? Working as a Christian, right? Yeah. As a Christian, but he was like you know in the in the finance sector. And now he's a staff worker at the 
Bible college. At the Bible college, and he's ah. also a pastor of a church as well. Okay. And you know what? Like I'm in the in the circle of like the secular circle of you know business and things like that, mm. and they talk about how great his leadership skills were. Yeah, right. Decades after he's left the corporate world. Right. And every ministry that he's touched has flourished. Yeah. Praise God. So he actually had a fantastic talent for it. Mm. So many pastors go to Bible college because they're literally bad at everything else. <laughs> and God has blessed them to use them in a, in a location where they, where they can do. Be, but I, I take enormous amount of, you know, indicate enormous amount of gratitude for people who've actually made it in the world, mm-hmm. sacrificed their, I don't know, salary, fame, yeah. Yeah. reputation to actually move into the ministry. Yeah. I think there's some there's a level of humility and yeah. passion behind that. There's there's an element of everyone sacrificing mm. something to go into vocational ministry, but to to move away from a highly esteemed position yeah. from Christian non-Christian point of view. Yeah. Pretty well. I'm assuming he would have been quite well off in that role he was doing. Exactly right. It does take a huge huge sacrifice. It, it's an element of election. Mm-hmm. And it's an element of bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've, I've worked on this. You know, God has given me this talent. I've worked on this and I'm bringing this to the table. Not like I'm such a loser that I'm, I'm going to resort to being a pastor. Yeah. Like that, that I don't really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Although that doesn't preclude you from God's work happening in you and then and then obviously growing you for the for the rest of the, your life. And I have seen that in pastors. Yeah. But I've also seen that, you know, yeah, you're really not good at anything else. So hence why you're here. Right. But pastors... But I'll start from the fact that being a pastor is actually a really difficult thing. So this man actually jumped into the college and it was the college was just, you know, eyeballs deep in debt. He comes in within one year, he he springs the budget threefold. Is this the principal of the college? No, no. it's the second speaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... And I have a long past with that man as well, mm. which I won't mention for triangulation, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, won't, I won't mention that, but... He's an absolute dark horse, mm. right? And he's that classic example of, you know, be as soft as a dove, but as shrewd as a snake. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he brings intelligence. He brings a lot of gifts. Mm. And he's, he's just a good steward of God's gift in his life. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I see enormous encouragement on that. And you know what? I see college leaders and, and biblical, you know, you, know, you know, gospel leaders not take a huge initiative because of this complacency that they might generate from having faith in God. Because mm-hmm. I think if, I think the faith in God should actually allow you to then a bit more action from you. Mm-hmm. And I see this guy and he's done exactly that. He's, I know that he's made conscious efforts to actually connect with people in the community mm-hmm. to increase donations and to, to you know. Yeah, and, sure. and I'm pretty sure this event was actually his idea from when it Doing was first. Like ages ago. Yeah, yeah, when it started, you know, about half a decade ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And look at where the college is right now. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know that graph that we saw yeah. on the do you, want, do you want to give our listeners a bit of background on that? On what? So the the college we're talking about in 2012 mm. was probably had half the income that they have, less than half the income they have now coming in. They're on the verge of closing down. Yeah. Um, their staff was, their, their numbers at the college was minimal. Yeah. It, it, was, it was running into debt. It was, yeah. Uh, just a brief little history. This guy... As, as well as some other people involved, basically went, we're going to hire more staff. Yeah. Which, which is crazy because your expenses go up. We're yeah. going to hire more staff because we want to have the resources available. Yeah. And then we're going to do a whole like job in rebranding the yeah. college in a sense. 
you know, nearly 10 years later and it's doubled in its its donation income. Yeah. Um, it's nearly triple in terms of the numbers of people who start every year yeah. in the college. Yeah. And now they're looking to expand. But yeah. It's, it, it's crazy because you know the chart that we huge. saw yesterday? Yeah. The first time I looked at that chart was like the very first one, one fifth of that graph. Yeah. And it looked astronomical then. Mm. Stretch it out. It's gone even higher than the high that we hit. Yeah. That that you know that six seven years ago the first hit that we had right, it was kind of like looking at the Bitcoin chart right you know Bitcoin charts all the way up to bloody sixty seventy like sixty k and now down to yeah. like fifty k and like that looks like a huge peak and you know like, the next peak is going to be so hard but if you zoom down to like you know, zoom into like you know like the, when when Bitcoin used to be twenty k and stuff you think mm-hmm. that's like the absolute peak but then no it just it just keeps blasting it out and makes the peak previous peak just look so small mm-hmm. very encouraging to see so. That was that to to and I had a conversation with him about about his past and you know how I was able to witness him from when I was young. Mm. The hell does a twenty year old dude know? Because that's that's when I first saw this you know take place. So that was really great. So really encouraged by that. Friends, you talked about friends, man. Mm. It's it is great to see friends. But as you know, recently I made a transition to a new church. I didn't see any of my friends from there. From so that yeah, so yeah. there is actually a divide, mm-hmm. nevertheless, in in our state and city. Mm-hmm between some type of Christians versus another type of Christian. We, we did a, yeah. we did a talk about, we did a chat, about, we did have a chat about this, about can Christians agree on anything? Is faith complex or simple? Mm. And yesterday was a moment in time for me where I realized complex is, sorry, Christianity is complex. Mm. And we do struggle to agree on things. And it was evident because obviously the college was pumping out a certain type of leaders yep. that weren't suitable for a lot of a lot of us as well, and I'd say, yeah. and I'd say, like the racial diversity was absolutely. You reckon? I I think so. Uh, it it wasn't like how many black I, people do you see? I wonder how much of that is analogy of our state, though. No, no, it, it it's not an analogy of a state. It should be analogy of the faith. Mm, but I I think uh, I think our state's not as multicultural as, as people think. But I don't think the numbers were. That representative. Yeah, I mean, I, I go to a, I go to a yeah. church where there's a better representation yeah. of, of more I diversity. Look, I was looking at my table and your table. <laughs> like we had yeah ethnics on our table. Yeah, but yeah, I no, guess, no, no. I guess we like it wasn't. No, we had Asians. We had white people. Yeah, we had the continentals. Mm-hmm. But like, where are the black people at? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see a single black person. I actually didn't. So I, I thought that could have worked. But that's something that this sector of the churches mm-hmm. in our city always struggled with i don't know yeah. why i don't know why we're not we're not particularly racist we're not but i did i did observe that i ran into a a, a you know a friend that i recognized from primary school he didn't recognize me he was a few years ahead of me mm. i didn't speak any english when i was in primary school so okay. the only thing i recognized were people's faces and nice. i remember his face and i'm like i tapped on his shoulder i'm like mm. yo you went to this school when you were a kid and he goes yes i did how did hell do you know i'm mm. um, this guy you might not know me but i recognize your face connected Wow. It was really great. What does he do? Engineer. Yeah. So I would. The last time I would have seen him was probably when I was twelve years old. Mm. So here we are, fifteen years later. Discovered that he's a Christian. He still believes in Jesus. Cool man. And has a heart for this to continue. Brings me to my last point: is is the pastors and the leaders, right? So just before we dig on to mm. that, uh, come come back to the diversity of like denominations. Mm-mm. There, there is another Bible college in South Australia. Yeah, that probably tailors more towards that. I want to say clientele, but you know that group of people you were talking about. Yeah, and look, I, I accept that, and that's cool. 
Because the reality is like colleges are going to pump out a type of a system, right? Yeah. You look at physio, like physios in South Australia compared to, to Western Australia compared to Sydney is going to pump out a type of physio based on who teaches you, right? Yeah. And what their beliefs are, what their moral ethics are and, you know, the way they practice. Mm. Same thing with business, you know? So the reality is any formal education is going to pump out a, a type of system. Yeah. The, the good thing is that in our state, at least there is more than one Bible college, you know. That that was helpful. But it was just weird because the supporters were also skewed in that. I, I don't know. Let's Let's call this a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, mm. right? Because I accept that it's... Because like you, you, you heard the speaker as well. Like it's, it's very right up a particular alley, and and it's designing a particular type of church. Yep. And that's where I get to it. I, I genuinely think, could there be, could there be a church or or a Bible college that produces leaders hmm. that could generate a variety of leaders, not just a single type of leader? Hmm. You and I used to go to church together, where. I think ninety nine percent of of the of the church leaders actually graduated the same college. Yeah, yeah, same college, and and I didn't particularly appreciate that. I didn't particularly right. appreciate that. I don't I don't understand why it has to do that. Mm. So it's weird because the the culture that that the college is setting, the churches are following, saying that yes. you know that you know we subscribe to their their teaching and their model, mm-hmm. so we're just going to hire from there. Whereas I think there could be a benefit. What if what if a, a college could actually produce a variety of people and that's because right the people who train at the college are from the church anyway so mm-hmm. it's it's like a symbiotic yep. ecosystem where yep. they provide to the church and then when the church leaders then grow older they then come back and preach so obviously mm-hmm. it's just going to be the same type yeah i i loved all the truthful and and wonderful thing that was shared on the evening but it was still perpetuating the very reasons i left the church Mm-hmm. right so could there be more creativity it, it, it leaves no room for that and i felt as though a lot of that thing that they were sharing was very archaic so here's the thing god's love never changes let's mm-hmm. start there mm-hmm. right but what does change is how people receive his word mm-hmm. what we deal with in our day-to-day circumstances and how we deal with issues and how issues have evolved throughout time mm-hmm. simple example cyberbullying didn't exist in Jesus' days, right? Mm. Because Facebook and internet didn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Very simple and stupid example that everyone yeah. can relate on. Here, I I have come to really appreciate recently a lot of content that I consume through, I don't really read books, but like some articles, <laughs> but even TikTok, even just on YouTube, just listening to pastors, mm. you know, uh, and just really preaching on God's word. And I go, I wonder if there's any room for that so it's great that like the theology is like on point but the whole point of this is so that not only we get smarter in god's word Mm. but to actually spread it to other people then is there anything that's geared towards helping these people explore not a way but their own ways of spreading the gospel and being able to be bold in it so that character and that delivery i think was missing And, and that's something that i feel from mm. A, visiting the college frequently, B, meeting the people who go to the college. The products. Of yeah, the, the products and, and the fruits of their, their mm. labor. Uh, and that doesn't diminish my support for it. Mm. In fact, if I didn't support it, why would I bother to even make these 
take note of these things. Yeah, yeah. So I would have loved to have seen a bit more diversity in mm. the in the leadership, yeah. and also and 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 by which method you will have a diversity in the leaders, mm. which will then filter out to the diversity in the church. Yeah. I just don't think you can ever really get that though, man. So because do we so do we settle? Cuz that that's something that I wrestle with as well. Do I yeah. sit here and go, you know what? It is what it is, man. Let's I think, just I think you, pack up and I go think home. You do, man. Like you know, I do think that there is a way that you come to God's word. Yeah. That will will stay the same. Yeah. It has been the same back in the day. It's the same now and will stay the same in the future. Yeah. I think theology matters. Like coming to understanding God's word yeah. before you can apply it to your life matters. Like in that order is important as well. And we see that that's the case in the old, like in the early church in New Testament, you know, the classic acts be like the Bereans is yeah. a great example. Actually, we, whenever we hear people speak from the word of God, we should challenge it mm. with coming back to scripture. Mm. Um, that won't change. The nuances of how different groups of people go about that is different and that's the beauty of like the diversity in a church. I think if we're all cookie, cookie cutter in the same way, like it, it just wouldn't target every sort of person. Mm. But the reality is like you're going to have factions in that and the way I see it is that this Bible college is a faction of that and then the other Bible college, which we haven't really talked much about, mm. is a faction of the people who prescribe to that kind of understanding of God. Yeah, And it's okay. I think it's good to have diversity. You know, I don't think we should always funnel into like, even with what you're saying of like this idea of being inclusive, it will still fall into a particular means that people may agree and disagree with. Yeah. The reality is like, I don't think you'll ever be able to fully encapsulate all of that. You'll always have people who like move towards a particular type of way. Mm. I don't think that's an issue. What I do think would be an issue is um, like we were talking about before, is seeing the the fruits of the ministry mm. and then how that plays out into the ministry in our state. And that I have an issue, like I care about because like I care about this state and I care about church in this state. Yeah. Like you were saying, like it, it doesn't matter like our thinking around this. Mm. One thing which I do probably have an issue with is the fact that they they hire, particularly a church we used to go to, they hire people from all like from the exact same um, Bible college. Yeah. Because like you were saying, like they're going to be taught in a particular type of way. And I, I don't think that's healthy to only have that avenue. Mm. I don't think a Bible college can be the place that has all different types. Does that make sense? Mm. So the way I describe it is like you can't go to, you know, Maccas isn't going to start selling Hungry Jacks and stuff. Mm. If you want to start working at Maccas, you go work at Maccas. Mm. You can't go like and be the CEO of Maccas and be like, we're going to incorporate Hungry Jacks beliefs and stuff mm. or KFC's beliefs into it. It's like, no, like there's a particular mm. particular vision, particular like train of thought that they go down. Yeah. The same thing I think with like Christian ministry is in terms of like, I guess, conservative and charismatic, to put it simply, is like, yeah, I don't think a Bible college can really target all of those things. The way I describe those all is like you look at how like institutions, look at universities, you get colleges, you know, you go to a college in one state and you go to another state, they'll be teaching things kind of different, still the same. So we're still like teaching from God, but then the way they tackle that would be quite different. I've always had this issue of diversity and 
and like you know people sort of feeling because because in in that line of thinking you would look at this particular college then you would also think okay let's say i want to attend that college then i would think about okay how well does that college match my style mm-hmm. right not in the sense of that college is going to be different to me and i will adjust and fit into it mm-hmm. so that to me also signals a danger of having to think that this is uh i i'm I'm just gonna see if it works for me kind of thing whereas i don't think that's an attitude that a pastor should carry especially at the beginning of their 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 career i actually spoke to a an anglican for life trained for life pastor recently what did you mean sir yeah so anglican for life pastor so like he he's obviously like i think he's in his 60s yeah and he became he went to an anglican seminary right. when he was like 21 years old oh, okay yep so he's not high anglican but he was anglican mm-hmm. and he's part of the diocese in our state as well i had a chat with him how do you feel about the dwindling number of young people in your faction mm. because of how you do things yep. the word is great but just because of how it's done and he also finds that his own kids are also walking away from right. that, you know, getting turned off on Jesus because of the way things are done there. Mm. So is there a reason why you stick so closely to your style and your tradition and culture? Mm. And it wasn't a hostile discussion. It was a very open discussion. And he said, yeah, but, you know, I'll probably retire in five, seven years. Was kind of a short way of answering his long answer. Was that, was that his answer? Mm, yeah, which is which I don't think. I, look, I I don't necessarily see that as like, oh, he just shrugged his shoulder off and called it somebody else's problem. No, 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 because he was actually old, right? Let's 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 accept that. Yeah. But then it made me reflect not just on what he said, but like on on the, the culture in general. And I go, there's this thing called culture in Christianity, mm-hmm. and I don't think culture gets people into heaven. Mm. Or the way some things are done or in a particular style gets people into heaven. But if the logic of the gospel training center, gospel mm-hmm. worker training center, then influ- that which influences the church leadership, which then influences the church and therefore influences the people mm-hmm. and therefore influences the the training center again, mm-hmm. then shouldn't shouldn't the 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 sort of the single culturalism of Christian sects be solved from the top? Mm-hmm was my was my thought right so is for example i for example let's let's consider something very parallel which is like universities mm. is universities just supposed but supposed to be good at pumping out workers for bhp mm. or workers for woodstock or whatever company there is in australia that's really successful and put people into mm. working machines and economic units my answer is no <laughs> Yeah. I think there needs to be a diversity that comes from the college mm. and that reliance on the fact that, you know, we're college A and college B is different to ours and therefore college B is going to be, you know, handling some something else. And also, what I also failed to see was people in different sort of sects, not in the cult sect, but like within the still sort of, you know, Denomination. biblical denominations. Yeah. I go, well, uh, why... Why why can't some of the people that I know are good be also here hearing this? Mm. And the answer is there is a cultural barrier mm. within Christianity. And and yep. to be honest, 
you're right. I could just accept that and, you know, let it go. But there's a part of me that also thinks that we might have to answer for this at some point and go, why, why, why did you, why did you do it? Because there is an element of comfort to it, I think, as well. And you know what? People who go to the college, right, also share a similar trait as well mm. in that sense. Yeah. And therefore, it precludes some others who might have a really good knack for gospel work mm. to then rule out uh, gospel work in a church. Yeah for those cultural observations that these people make from events like this and My from colleges like question this. question is, like, do you reckon somebody who is a bit different to the norm would want to go to a church? So go to a training center like that? I'd say it would be good to have some diversity in church leadership. And so I would encourage yeah. someone like that yeah. to go for to, sure. like to like a I, training I center. You'd always encourage someone to, but I wonder how much of us as, as individuals as well play into that, feeding into that system. Because we also do have a choice, right? Yeah. We can choose to be molded by like the system uh-huh. or we can choose to go and like be in a different system. Yeah. Because right? like you were saying, like an, an individual has a very choice of going, like let's just let's just say as it is, a charismatic person has a choice to go to a training center like that. Okay. But I don't think they will because it's different to them. Not necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about the difference between charismatic and non-charismatic. Yeah, yeah. But even in the non-charismatic sense, I thought it attracted a certain crowd of people. And that's yeah. that's the issue that I think you are able to see even yeah. uh, that I have seen in the many years in the mm. preceding. I, I still think it's a good cause and I think it's moving towards a good direction. Yeah. And it relies on God's word and it will heat after it. And there's nothing complete, there's nothing evil or adamantly evil about the organization and the agendas mm. they push there yeah, isn't. Yeah. But there, I'd say there is a lack of attention to maybe mm. certain areas, yep. such as diversity. Yeah. So yeah. Like, like, for example, disabled people mm. or even people who have a bit more creativity mm. is something that I would like to see in good seminaries like this where they do have great adherence to this theology. Mm. I don't know. Everyone's, you know, you, 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 you know, depending on where you come from, you're listening to this podcast. Your, your state and your involvement in the in the colleges in your in your state could be different, but maybe make some of these observations. And and I generally question. One of the encouragement from the night was that if you see somebody who's who is showing some knack of leadership and gospel work in your church, encourage them to come and attend the attend the college. Mm. And I go well, you know, I. I was recently speaking to somebody and I and I and I heard I had to leave the church because it wasn't a church where I could confidently invite people to. Mm. All right, because of not because it was an evil church, but because of just the where where things were in the church yeah, and you know yeah. where it was developing. It was too small and things like that. Mm. And therefore he left the church there, which is fair enough. Okay, well then I should be supporting a Bible college where I can confidently invite people to as well. Mm. And that's something that I would have uh, and, and one of the things that actually stops me from encouraging people that I do see these snacks is how much of a mold they are. Yeah, yeah. And they just stamp it onto this dough mm-hmm. and then out comes this perfectly shaped teddy bear cookie. Cookie, yeah. And that's something, you know, if you say, well, if it's, in the, it's, if it's an individual imperative to then go and select a college that is different to you and to learn and whatever, mm. then I would argue then don't go to a college altogether. Mm. Read your own books. Go research online yourself. Open up your your own Bible and and spend time like Paul did, right in the Bible, yeah. and just go on YouTube and start doing lives and you know and just start filming two 20 minute sermons and you can build a following pretty quickly. 
No podcast. Yeah, or a podcast, I guess. <laughs> so there's nothing there's nothing that actually stops people from yeah. doing it. But if you're going to go to the college mm. and the college is going to play a role in growing up leaders to mm. and the ultimate goal of that not being perpetuating a culture, mm. but to buffer diaspora, which is to tell more people mm. about Christianity and to reach more people, then I would say there is some room for some creativity, and that's something that I that I felt was lacking. Yeah, in church, in Christian leader education, mm. you I only need to compare that with regular leader education, and how f- further ahead in time they are mm. for me to then realize we've got some work to do. Yeah, and yeah, and and you know, and just reflecting on that, it gave me but you know that doesn't make me go oh i'm really sorry about this organization i hate these guys i'm not going to give you any of my money mm-hmm. like it's actually more about well then it gives me a reason to actually continue to engage with this yeah. organization and how do you influence yeah that? and because speak to like, speak we're, to the leaders we're that young generation mm-hmm. that's coming up and like we play a role in influencing that yeah you know what I mean? but yeah like like you were saying before i i, I use this example of like a person going to that environment it, it's it's hard though it's hard for like an individual who's quite different to the norm mm. to go to an institution and like try and be who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's got to come from the top down where the institution's got to like welcome that in. Yeah. I exactly. Do, yeah, exactly. It's got to come from yeah. the top down. Welcoming these, yeah. these diverse, this already. I, yeah. I do agree with you though completely about the the type of people that come into this yeah. um, organization. And yeah. I think that's probably why I've been a little bit hesitant myself. Like I've, I've definitely wrestled with like vocational ministry and stuff like that yeah. over the years. I've probably been a little bit hesitant to, to step into that environment because I still want to grow as an individual mm. in my faith and stuff and um, the experiences that God's shown me. Mm. I don't, want to go into a, a system that's going to pump me out in the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't say that in a, in a, in a, or like I'm, I'm better than a system and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I do question that. I think one thing to mention for us in the state we're in is that we're quite small. Mm. So the reality is the, the training center for Christian ministry is probably going to play a huge influence on mm. on that and mm. we're going to see that a lot more than mm. like a, a massive state yeah you know what I mean? like a massive city like you know if you're an, if you're an american listener and you're in a you know you have like millions of people in your your city mm. like it, it's probably going to be harder for like one training center mm. to influence everything mm. whereas for us like we're quite small mm. so we see that a lot more which is why we're also concerned about it because surprise surprise like they play a huge influence on mm. that community mm. The interesting thing that I find is that you always see the same type of people that in our state. They, they're they part of a Christian group at uni. Uh, they start working for a couple of years. Mm. They get told by someone to think about vocational ministry. They, after two years, quit, go and do like a, an apprenticeship, a training mm. thing, then go to Bible college, then go and look for Christian work mm. or go overseas. And I'm thinking, fantastic. That's cool. That's good. Mm. But why are you doing that? Mm. If if you you've been tapped on your shoulder by your pastor or by a friend saying hey you should think about Bible college, have a think about why you're doing it as well. Mm. Are you doing it because people are telling you that you should do it? Mm. You doing it because you have a genuine heart. Mm. And I saw like people who go through this system, I think them in themselves as well can be different to that cookie cutter mm. if they really challenge like the reasons why they're going into these things, mm. the purposes of why they're doing it, and then when they come out of it, like what God's going to use them yeah. for. It's an important thing to, to challenge, mm. I think. 
it's important thing to think through. But the question I wanted to kind of pose was, is it good to have, is it important to have a thriving Bible college in a city? And like for me, the short answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. We 100% and like all power to this Bible college. We want to keep supporting it mm. in the ways that we can. But 100%, you want to have more good training centers so more people can be trained up to be vocational ministers and go into roles of, of pastoring or mission work mm. in, in, in our country or overseas. Mm. But ultimately also that people who don't do it, those ministries that for me is the biggest thing, actually. And I'm ca- going to catch up with someone from the college mm. because, you know, they talked about the next step. Mm. I want to catch up with someone from the college and be like, well, what are you planning to do mm. for people who don't go to your college? Mm. Why do why do you need students to stop studying, working and come into full-time ministry mm. or even do a grad dip? Mm. What are you doing to train up the, the lay people in, in our state? Mm. Because it shouldn't just be like, hey, come, we'll come and pay our... But, you know, come and pay your fees tuition, yeah. Yeah, and tuition so that you can learn. I think Bible college should be like giving free education to people as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because that's the another step, thing, yeah. Because the ultimate thing is the gospel. Mm. And you do that, I guarantee you people will support you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. This college made a bold step 10 years ago. Make another bold step. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. And buy, go and buy some land. Yeah. Go and build a, a bigger, better college mm. that's way bigger than what you need and go, we're going to fill this place up. Yeah. You know, we're going to go and hire some staff workers mm. because we're going to get them to, to train people in this city yeah. so that there's more people who are working and involved in their church yeah. who know God so well and they yeah. can influence the people around them and they can help the pastors. Because, yeah. again, this is a conversation for another podcast, but how many times do you hear pastors burning out? Yes, I mean. You know, and having issues with like, or being overworked. Mm. It's like, train up the lay leaders. Mm. Where do you do that? Or from make the them stronger center. from day one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from the training center, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, be a vessel. And I guarantee you, it's not like you're doing it at a loss. People will support you financially within that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. we, we Christians, we, we want to support each other. We get G'd up. Yeah, we absolutely G'd up, man. Yeah, we so get G'd I, up. I'm going to genuinely catch up with someone like in a couple of weeks and just be like, what, what's the go with this? Yeah. I think you should be doing this. Yeah. And and what they share with you sh- should be really encouraging because you're probably going to share that with all your Christian friends as well. So yeah. It, it definitely. And, and it'll be it'll show a lot as to how that all goes. You said something about like uh, having the heart for serve as well, but also calling, I think, mm. is, is a big one as well. So if you are tapped on the shoulder, you've probably mm. been tapped on the shoulder for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, do consider it. I've also had chats with people and, and you know, th- that's a that's a heart and a calling issue. But I've all, I've told people don't go to Bible college. Yeah, right. yeah. I've told people don't don't <laughs> go, don't go, don't go, man. Um, not because they were bad at leadership or something like that. Because the choice that they were making about a college was just like he had so much color. This friend of mine, he had so much color and just a very unique and wonderful way that God was gonna gonna preach. Uh, God, God was gonna use him to to preach His word to to so many. Mm. And I told him, you go to this college, you're gonna get washed out. You're gonna you're gonna lose your color and your flavor. You have faith. You love Jesus. So continue the way you will. But and therefore don't go to this college. But he went anyway. Culturally, there, there speak, are reasons why he went as well, like support wise and stuff. Yeah, disagree yeah. with them all. I disagree okay. with them all, and right. I said, yeah, because yeah. because I know the detriment that this college was going to have on right. him. I was I was You're led to believe opposed. that. Yeah, so I I actually tell him, and uh, even even when I do co- 
have a conversation with him, I'll go, what are you doing wasting your time there still? Jesus, much, man. No, but like, I, I genuinely feel that. And, and you yeah. know, um, because I, I know the ministry that he had before he left and I don't think it was necessary. So I don't think Bible college is for everybody. Yeah. I want to say that. So don't, and, and the culture was just like, oh, just push him to say it's all good, no worries. And and I see a, a deep-rooted issue in that as well, I guess. But I thought I thought there was some... I, I genuinely believe that there are there are people who shouldn't go. But mm. and also coming back to the diversity of the of the college and the training center as well, like you know, with the expansion and things like that, that's probably where I want to see more of that diversity. You said mm. one of the realities is the size, right? Or well, once the size gets bigger, well mm. then even when it is small, I'd say Yeah. You know, with the diversity, Push I would I would just say um, and this isn't just speaking to this one college that we sp- I heard about. Mm. You said there was another college. Okay, what if there are two colleges that upheld diversity? There you go. So my suggestion is fire 80% of your staff. Fire. Fire them. Okay. And then get different staff. There are yeah. two things with that. One, you will get a much more diverse team. Two, you'll be challenged to get along. Mm-hmm. If you can't get along. Do you reckon that's healthy for a, an organization? I think it needs to get along. Christians need to learn how to yeah, get along. Yeah. Especially it's if it's very tricky. Mm. And we're not doing this because it's easy. You argue the same thing for church. I absolutely do. <laughs> That's a conversation. For I, I absolutely do. And, and <laughs> I, we've actually briefly talked about this. So, but but for the thing, but but now I also you know we, we, I also identified that for churches to be diverse and to like to be able to continue to be unified under Christ, right? The training center has to mm. offer that same challenging environment. Because what do pastors have to deal with is a diverse nature of the actual mm. church body, right? Yeah, yeah. And if, if it's sucky at doing that, well, guess what? The church yeah. will continually be very monocultural. Mm. And that's a problem, isn't it? Which is kind of what we talked about in our last podcast about, you know, westernization mm. and Christianization, two different things with mission work overseas. Exactly it's the right. same thing in terms of Western church. It, like you don't want a, a cookie-cut uh, type of... Of Christian. Oh, look, exactly right. And if firing your staff in your church or your training organization is hard, well, just make the first step of hiring someone different mm. in the next thing. Because a lot of what it is, right, is these guys have a personal relationship with other leaders and they just go and have a chat with them. Oh, hey, mate. And who is this friend that they have or someone who grew up in the same church or whatever? And I'm like, no, like, go and make friends in other denominations, right? You can. It's okay, guys. They're not going to wield a sword on you. <laughs> Relax, right? They also love Jesus. They just do it in a slightly different way to you. Mm. And no, it's not going to employ your organization. And if it does, what does that say about your organization? Mm. That nothing really held its place other than culture, right? Mm. That that's I dropped the mic there, I think. Think about it, man. Seriously, like if, if you're saying that, oh, if we involve other Jesus-loving people who are from a different denomination and style and slightly more charismatic or not, whatever, then we're going to be so dysfunctional and therefore we're going to crumble. Well, then what more are you than a cultural group? Mm-hmm. Can you really say God is at work or or are you just trying to do something that's worked in the last 20 years and you're just going to use that same model for the next 20? Mm. These are, I think these are pointy, stinging, uncomfortable questions mm. that I think not enough Christians are asking yeah. when they when they approach a, an organization for how wonderful the organization seems and how righteous it seems from the onset. But my eagle eyes will never leave them. Yeah. It's you like, know? are you forming the gospel into a system? Yeah. Or are you forming the gospel into like what it is? Yeah, exactly right. And that's right. A, a harsh uh, question that actually we do need to hear. And even churches really got to mm. hear that. Like, you know, the gospel doesn't fit into a system. Yeah. Um, 
it's like salvation doesn't fit into a system. Exactly right. And, you know, we see churches that are like churches by nature cannot be in more than one location, right? Let's like, there's like, there's a church and it's usually a location within, within a town or a city, right? The fact that it is there means it's going to bring a lot of people in. There's going to be diversity. You know, we face enough division in our society. Sure as hell would be nice if we could face a bit less of that mm. in a church. And yeah. we talk about this all the time. And, and I think it could, I think um, the colleges could actually play a bit of a role into that. And I will be, I won't be just be sour and criticizing, but, you know, I will be encouraging these yeah. leaders, organization to. Well, if you go to a Bible college around the world, let us know your thoughts on what your college does really well. Yeah. And things that you think that your college can uh, look to, to work on in the future. Mm. But uh, we might wrap it up there for today. For sure. Thanks for joining in. CCC. See you next time. See ya. CCC. See you next time. <laughs>